Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chats. I am Bobby Sampson and joined with me, as always, the man with the master plan, Mr. Old School himself, Chance Michaels. Chance, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Pretty good, brother. We've kind of been away from the microphone for a couple of weeks. Uh, I guess a bit of a rest period, you know, something that we both kind of needed just to kind of recharge the batteries. Took a little family vacay down to Mexico, met some amazing people down there. Shout out to uh, Greg. Uh, we shared some amazing conversations in the pool about sports, about wrestling. Shout out to his son as well, who's a big Roman Roman uh, Reigns guy. He lives and dies by Roman Reigns. That's what I Oh, mean. nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of really cool people down there in Mexico. Uh, you know, really good time. Really good time. What about you, man? What were you up to? Not too much, man. Just working. I went to a Vancouver Canadians game. You know, nothing too much. Same nice. old. Yeah, yeah. No, Beautiful yeah. stadium, Nat Bailey, on a nice night. Oh, Nat Bailey is an amazing backdrop, man. And the food is great, too. Like, I mean, where else you, do you get sushi at a ballpark? Exactly. And they had a fireworks night on, too, which is kind of cool. Something different at the end of the show. Oh, and cool. in the game, I mean. So it was cool. Yeah, yeah. You went down with the family? Yeah. How did the kids enjoy it? They didn't mind it. They didn't sure. mind it. Japan was kind of short, but it's a know. long time for them, right? Yeah, but they get to run around the stands and stuff, right? So yeah, exactly. Cool. So it's cool. okay. Yeah. So since we took a little break, a lot of stuff has happened, man. Like, I don't know. Maybe we should start it off this way. Are you ready for this? Do it. All right. This is what's been happening in the WWE at the since the start of 2022. Okay. And um you know, a lot of this has already been discussed. A lot of it has already been shredded to pieces. But you know what? I don't think anyone's really had the opportunity here for the two of the greatest in this podcast business. You and I. Right? Am I being modest or am I, you know, I think we are one of the You're best. telling it like it is. Exactly. And I'm going to, before we get to this list, I got to tell it like it is. Everybody like and subscribe. Absolutely. Hit that notification button down at the bottom um we're coming back strong we come back with some vigor uh yeah man just like and subscribe samp underscore chance is our instagram page i give you that because that's where you'll find our bio link tree where you can find us on facebook tiktok instagram twitter all of it youtube um so yeah guys like and subscribe also we're also on apple podcasts spotify google stitcher radio you name it Wherever you get your podcast, just type it in Samp and Chance, and I'm sure you'll find us. Anything to add to that, brother? Make sure you share with your family and friends. Let them know about us. We'd appreciate it. That'd be great. Absolutely. 100%. All right. So let's get into it, man. We have a lot to cover since we have been away. And you know what? It seems like when you go on holiday, all the crazy shit goes down. It usually happens that way. Right. So I wanted to start it off this way, and then we can just basically segue and flow right into the conversation at hand. 2022, this is what the WWE has gone through. Shane McMahon was fired. Cody Rhodes quits AEW for the WWE. Stone Cold main events WrestleMania. MGF wants to quit AEW for WWE. Triple H retires. Sasha Bank and Naomi walk out of Raw. Reports, Banks and Naomi have been released. Serious injuries to Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes. WWE moving back to a TV 14 rating. Triple H back in talent relations. 
Well, that wasn't too long. Vince McMahon retires. And let's start the show. forgot to put in there is Triple H almost died, too. Well, that's the, the other thing there. Yeah, absolutely. Triple H, life scary. And, you know, and yeah, Brock Lesnar. Wow. Where do we start? Should we start with Vince retiring? I think so. That's the biggest uh, biggest story of the year so far. Wow. Huh? I mean, I, I know the thing has been talked about at nauseum, and I'm sure everyone's kind of already got their opinion on it, but... I think it's unceremoniously uncere oh shit, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Unceremoniously. Thank you. Um the worst possible way that this man could have retired. Yeah. He wouldn't have retired if he didn't have these obligations and investigations against him. He would have stayed. So No, for sure. I mean But he doesn't want to hurt the brand, so I get why he did what he did. I get it. He's always said then, now, and forever. So no, absolutely. And he also said that no one's bigger than the business, not himself, nobody, right? So, and yeah. you know what? I, I've, I've given it a lot of thought here. Vince McMahon's footprint on this industry can never be disputed. No. A hundred percent. Everything, th- this podcast happening right now, the fact that you and I are doing this, the fact that we were able to talk to people and share our love for for wrestling and you know introducing them to our show and whatnot all of it is because of vince mcmahon in one shape or form um, actually like i don't know if you heard the quote triple h said he said uh we'll never be able to fill vince's shoes he had his way but we won't try to do it his way but we're gonna do it our way so we're gonna do something a lot different than vince He's more wrestling i think and less entertainment sports entertainment yeah well i mean like i said it's only week three Right. You know, we'll mm-hmm. kind of we'll get to that. But let's just continue on here with Vince, because I want to hear what you have to say as well. Uh, so like I'm saying, at the end of the day, like yeah, Vince, Vince is Vince. He did everything, everything that we watch, everything that we love is because of him. There's no denying it. But I will also say, and this is where you may disagree with me, Mr. Michaels. I am happy that he's retired because I think regardless of the scandals or not, they needed a refreshing of some sort. It was getting stale, and that's you know that's just the truth of it, in my opinion. That doesn't mean I wouldn't stop watching it. I love WWE. I love professional wrestling, right? So I would always never stop watching it, but that's just my opinion. I felt that it was getting... It's kind of like a car, man. Sometimes you just got to change that part, right? And that part was Vince McMahon and the control and whatnot. And, you know, it's an opportunity for new ideas to flow and, and things to happen like way. But again, nothing away from Vince. But at the same time, it was a move I feel that needed to happen. Unfortunately, it didn't happen the way I would hope it would have happened. No, I hear what you're saying. I wish he would start. Like I wish it didn't happen. I wish he was still there. In my opinion, I like to see him go another five, six years, right? Because you know he had a lot. He brought a lot of young talent up. Even like you know the street profits and all these guys. So he was working with the young talent. He was bringing the women division up. So he was doing. He was changing with the times. I should say. He always said that WCW died because they didn't change with the times. Vince always changed with the times. Yeah, he changed with the times. But I think a lot of what you're talking about, the Street Profits and the women's division, I think a lot of that had to do with NXT and Triple H, to be honest. I well, mean, he doesn't, he takes, he lists, that's the thing with McMahon, the greatest promoter of all time. He makes a final call, but he wants to hear all your ideas, no matter how stupid they are, how good they are. He'll hear them all and then he'll weed through them and then make the right call. No, no, absolutely. Like, I agree with you. And that was his role, absolutely. But the, you know, NXT led by Triple H is where a lot of that kind of happened. A lot of that talent that you're seeing on the main roster are from that time, right? I think we're going to so, see a lot of WWE's look a lot more like AEW now, which 
which I don't really like that idea. We'll see. It's like you said, it's only been a few weeks, but uh, Triple H is going to go more for that AEW style, more than NXT, AEW style. You're 100% right on that. Or McMahon's more about this is sports entertainment, right? So we'll see what happens. The fans will decide. The ratings will tell all. But, you know, if anybody, I wish Vince stuck around forever, but if anybody could take, you know, be charged creative, I guess Triple H isn't a bad choice. His son in law. So, you know, Vince will still be in his ear a little bit. No, absolutely. And he's got, you know, no one there, you know, because multiple reports have been done. I mean, interviews have been done now. Triple H has been on Impulsive, uh, Logan Paul's podcast. So, I mean, there's, you know, no one is saying they can do what Vince did. Oh, he was on know? Logan Paul's podcast? Yeah, yeah. He he was on there right after uh, SummerSlam. Oh, I didn't hear that. That's yeah, cool. check it out. It was really good. I'm probably going to go back and listen to it again. Speaking and... of that, well, we'll get to the Logan Paul match. Yeah, yeah, we'll get all to that. that in a bit. Um, but like I said, I I, I, I think he's going to do a good job. I think ultimately at the end of the day, they all realize that no one person can do what he did by Nobody. himself. It's no. going to take a little army of five to six of them to completely do what he's able to do. Um, I think being under that learning tree, WWE is in good hands. It really oh, yeah, is. they got a lot of people because they got a lot of good people in place. Bruce Pritchard is still there, right? You know, and and having him there, and he, like you said, Vince is still whispering in the ear, a hundred percent. But oh, yeah. I I feel that this is the right time to make these moves. And to be honest, the articles are now coming out that are talking about Tony Khan actually, you know, struggling now a little bit with all the changes that are happening at WWE. Well, because um, it's like I like I was saying, any WWE and AEW are going to be very similar now, similar style of wrestling and similar style of product. So, but but that's what the wrestlers want to do as well, though. See, that's the piece. I mean, some of the best talent in the world; these are the things they want to do. This is why guys are probably and girls are wanting to come back. I mean, now they they feel that they can have a little bit more creative freedom, like they probably did back in the day when Vince and Pat were writing the shows at Poolside, right? Yeah, you know, there, there well, they can have more. all the. They can have all they want, but if people aren't buying the tickets and giving them ratings, it don't matter what they want to do, right? So well, we'll see well, what happens. Again, this is just the beginning of a process. I mean, we're yeah. only two to three weeks in a post-Vince, complete post-Vince. Uh, I think everything up to SummerSlam and the Monday Night Raw, maybe after SummerSlam, had its footprint on it a little bit. I look, after, at it, yeah. Yeah, I look at it this way. you got George Steinbrenner of the Yankees, right? One of the greatest owners ever. Well, he passed away. His son runs it. The Yankees are still larger than life, right? But it's not the same. There's very few guys, George Steinbrenner, Vince McMahon, Jerry Jones, they live and breathe this product 24-7. They will do anything for it, right? That's what but, Vince is like. So, so the we, show will go on with Triple H and staff. No, for sure. One day. For sure. There's only one Vinny and it won't be the same. No, for sure. It's kind of like uh, Jerry Jones in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, He's a known everybody. 24-7 lives on, it. Right? That's it. That That's his job. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that happened. Vince retired, and um, we move on to SummerSlam, I guess, a little bit here. I mean, again, we 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 kind of missed a boat on that one as well. When we were away and whatnot, but let's just touch on it a little bit. What did you yeah. think of the show as a whole? I thought it was pretty solid. What about you? I liked it, man. I like I like seeing Bailey come back finally, and you know, with Io Shirai or Io Sky as they call her now. And uh, you could start to see the bit of the influences of the Triple H, some of these guys that were coming back, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I love Kai. outdoor show. There's something about an outdoor show that just adds something special to the pay-per-views. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Especially when it starts in the afternoon and you still have daylight as it turns into cool. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's pretty cool. Uh, Nashville was a good site. The crowd was lit up for the show. Um, what can I say? It was a good show. It was decent. I mean, for 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 everything that they had going on, and the main event that was that was something special that we seen there. I it's been that. a long time since I've seen stuff like that happen, right? I mean, that was cool. You know, uh, Brock and that 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 um, tractor tractor was just insane to see. That was so much that was fun. Cool. Do you think uh, do you think they ended it right the way they did? Yeah, I like it. I had no complaints about it. I like how Theory came out there and, you know, Lesnar gave him that five. Like, you're not cashing in tonight, bud. It was cool. Yeah, Lesnar yeah. needed to win the belt because with that big that big payoff with the tractor and stuff, it stole the show. Yeah, I know, 100%. And the ring was sitting up, you know, on three, on up on his fours, whatever you want to say. He's sitting at the top of the ring. That was a cool, cool moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, overall, the show was good. I, I really liked it. Becky what Lynch. Uh, Logan Paul? How do you think he did? I'll be honest, man. Logan Paul did good. Yeah, I'm not, good. you know, I, I'm not going to say he did poorly at all. I think he did really well. Uh, I think the best things that he did, in my opinion, is his selling. You know, yeah. he's still a little stiff in, in terms of movement and what have you. But again, yeah. I, I think working with The Miz and The Miz, you know, The Miz did a great job with him. He did. It was a good match. Right? It was one of my favorites of the night, actually. Yeah, no, it was done really well. I mean, that spot where he did the uh, leapfrog off the uh, roof onto insane. the announce table. I mean, to me personally, that was kind of like a break, make or break moment for him in WWE. It was. If he didn't land that or if he botched that, you know, that kind of be the end of him, you know? So, I mean. He hit it. He, looked, he hit it beautifully, actually. Kudos to him for putting it on the line and, uh, you know, respect to him. You know what Jim Cornette said about it? What did he say? He said he looked better than uh, half of AEW's roster. I've seen that. And, yeah, don't... You know, Jim Cornette is a little bit outlandish. I wouldn't say he looks better than half, but he looks damn good, man. He looks good. Like I said, he just has to work on his movement a bit more. It's kind of like, okay, for example, say I'm going to give you an arm drag, right? Yeah. And if you're not flowing with me as I'm doing the move, it's, it's you know, you, it's kind of almost like moving a, a piece of wood that's stuck in, in the mud or something, correct? Yeah. There was moments like that where where Miz had to work with that with him, like because he didn't yeah. understand the proper flow, or you know he wasn't like there, he wasn't connecting to it properly. So you know, kudos to the Miz. I don't think Miz gets enough respect. I just like to say I'm well. a huge fan of the Miz. I like I like his mic work. I like everything about the guy. I'm a big fan of him. He gets a lot of hate for some reason. He's kind of like the Nickelback of uh, wrestling. He, he, you know, people just hate on him for hating on him, and I don't know why. Well, it's kind of weird. I mean, for the long, you just look at the Miz, you know, he's just that one guy, but he's done everything. Yep. And he's a veteran and he knows the business, right? And I, I think people have to change their tune on him now based on that match with Logan Paul, just for the fact that he was able to carry him. He was able to make him shine. He did. Uh, you know, he really worked with him well to, to make it all work out. I think the best part of that whole thing for Logan Paul was his expressions. He sold really, really well, yeah. you know? So. And Miz looks damn good for 41 years old. God, he looks good for his, for his age, eh? Well, he's been there forever. I mean, we're coming yeah. on close to Miz's 20th anniversary in the WWE. I mean, how can anyone be down on a guy who's lasted that long through every cut? He's a consummate professional too. He doesn't get to do stupid things out of the ring. You don't hear about him beating his wife or crashing cars drunk. You know what I mean? He's, he's a good guy. He's working hard, man. I mean, if you think about it, he's kind of the Logan Paul of WWE in terms of, you know, ventures and going out there and dancing with the stars. And you know what I mean? Like, oh, Miz did dancing with the stars? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I do remember that. I didn't see it, but I gotta check that out actually. Yeah, like I mean, the guy is just basically survived it all. Have you ever seen any of his movies he's been in? I've never seen those. No, see, that's the thing. I've never really watched the Marines or or any of those movies. Actually, the only one I saw was the Santa Claus one, the Christmas one he did. Did you ever see that Stone Cold movie he did? It was really good. No, I didn't see that one. On the island? Maybe I did. I, I don't know. You gotta check that out. I think it's called like Commander or something like that. It's a really good movie. His best one. Really? It's on an yeah. island and you gotta like internet and you gotta survive. 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 Survival of the fittest. Fair it's enough. actually really good. Yeah. Survival of the fittest. Okay, I'll check it out. I, I, I might have seen it. I don't know, right? But I can't recall it. Um, I don't know. What do you? What else? What else about SummerSlam? Anything? I was hoping that the Usos would lose the straps for the Street Profits. Yeah, but I don't know how you can do that right now. I mean, as as long as Roman's champion, I don't think you can. I mean, I guess they could lose it, but I just they're just too strong. Sorry, right I now. stand corrected. It's sort of cut you off. It's Stone Cold called the Condemned from two thousand and seven. The Condemned. Check it out. It's okay. Really good. All right. Fair enough. I'll check it out this weekend. Um, what do you think they're trying to do with Liv Morgan? Are they trying to turn her heel now, or are they trying to make Ronda a heel? I don't know what's going on with that, to be honest with you. What do you think? Well, they suspended Rousey. They're booing Liv. Oh, hey, by the way, check this out. Shout out to Rich. I've totally almost forgot about this. While I was down in Mexico, and uh, I was trying to promote our show and hand out the cards and whatnot, um... I ran into this fellow Rich from New Jersey who happened to be Liv Morgan's principal in high school. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. He had some stories to tell, but I mean, unfortunately, uh, he didn't have the opportunity. But um, shout out to him, and he's going to probably reach out to us at some time, hopefully. And uh, shout out to you, Rich. And he's going to hopefully share some stories with us about Liv Morgan in high school. So that might be interesting. That's cool. But yeah. Um, what do you reckon? Do you think they're going to make her a heel? I don't know. I, I think so. If they're suspending Rousey, how long do they say they suspend Ronda for? I don't know. I mean, that's all probably, you know, work anyways. Probably just wants to go home. I noticed another thing family. that like, they're trying to bring some of these old feuds and kind of try to bring them to a close and start a fresh thing. So maybe they're trying to wrap this up and start a whole new program or some new ideas. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, like I said, SummerSlam is the beginning to WrestleMania in a lot of ways. A lot of what happens at SummerSlam kind of sets the mood. It might not be anything per se, yeah. but the directions and stuff like that, really after Survivor Series is when you start to see the road forming, right? But um, I think we're kind of in a transitional phase with everyone right now. I don't think we are. Any... We don't know what's going to happen. Now, it's kind right? of exciting in a way, I guess, right? It's kind of cool. I mean, Karrion Cross is back, man. Yeah, I've seen that. He, he's a Triple H is a big fan of him. So we're going to see a lot of these NXT guys get their chance. But you know, and Karrion Cross is pretty cool. He's a great wrestler. He's really good. was he before this? Was he in NXT? Was he on the bench? He was in NXT. No, he was on NXT and he was one of the guys who got released. Okay. Dexter Loomis, the guy who showed up at Raw last night. And they were handcuffing him at the end of the uh, main event between Miz and uh, AJ. How long would a Karrion Cross get released? I don't remember hearing about that. Oh, they all got released. Remember when they were doing all those major cuts and everything? And nobody picked him up. I'm surprised AEW or somebody didn't grab him. No, they all tried. He didn't go anywhere. He kind of did his thing for a while. Just, you know, whatever the case may be, he grew his hair out. He was bald. Maybe before. Triple H is like, hey, I think old man's going to step down soon. Hang around. 
who knows, man? Like I said, a lot of these guys are coming back, and these are like pretty big guys here. Like, I mean, Karrion Cross is a definite cool challenge to Roman's title. Can you even give him that spot that quick? Uh, possibly. I mean, he debuted and put the hourglass there in front of him. Right? Yeah, he did and I'm wondering when Theory when Theory's gonna cash in his money in the bank here. Well, I don't know. See, it's kind of all changes now. It's going to be fun. Because Theory's a mini guy. He might not be a Triple no, H. No, 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 no. He was a Triple H guy. He came from NXT, too. Better. I'm well, sorry. So I should say, I don't know if he's as high on him as Vinny is, I should say. No, I think he is because he, he took the first hour of Raw after WrestleMania. That's true. That first whole hour, or sorry, after SummerSlam. SummerSlam. That, first, that first hour was basically him. He cut yeah, the promo, true. he came out, and he had the match and whatnot. He hasn't been on Raw for the last two weeks, only for the fact that he's been dealing with a family situation. So he's that's why he hasn't been on television. But it also serves well for them to sell, you know, the beating he took from Brock and Roman, I guess. And they're saying that they're still going to go through with the Rock and Reigns WrestleMania match in uh, LA this, this WrestleMania, so we'll see what happens. Well, it makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, who else is going to... Take it off of him. I and it just, doesn't get. And if you're in LA and you're in Hollywood, it doesn't get much more Hollywood than The Rock. So it makes sense, right? No, hundred percent. I'm looking forward to that. I do believe we will be there for that. I hope so. I hope to see Brock on WrestleMania too. I don't know. I think Brock might be done. He was pissed about Vinny leaving. Yeah, I don't well, know. He, he, he was pissed about Vinny leaving and whatnot, but he did still have fun. And you know that you know how do you top the tractor? <laughs> how do you top that? Yeah, I, I don't mean, know how long his contracts were. If you think about it. Well, I'm not sure, man. That's the thing. I mean, I don't even think it's about a contract. If he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. He doesn't care. Yeah. He's got nothing right? to prove. He's got nothing to prove. And if he's going to go, you know, do whatever he wants, no one's really going to say nothing to him. Unless you want to get your teeth knocked out, yeah. Right? You know, so, I mean. I think we'll see him back because he looked pretty happy doing that. He looked happy doing it, but what does he come back to for? True. You know, I mean, basically, you, you've lost two in a row now. In essence. Yep. Right? In essence, you've lost two in a row. Um, granted, probably not fairly, but, I mean, that was the nature of this match anyway, so there's nothing to be fair about it. Anything goes. So, it's a last man standing match, but... Um, Great match, by the way. Absolutely. I think it was a classic. It was, no, it was 100%. good. I thought, I thought, you know, I thought my one thing that I really enjoyed is when he lifted Roman up into the uh, little carrier thing and then dumped him. Yeah, that was cool. That was pretty cool. I was thinking that would have been an opportunity for him just to lower the thing right on top of him when he was on the canvas and then start the count so he can't get up. Yeah, that would have been good. I was a little right. bit disappointed in the Happy Corbin uh, McAfee match. I didn't think it was that. It was a little bit lackluster, I thought. What do you think of it? Um, Again, it, I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was fun. Uh, you know, it kind of told the story that it needed to tell. I don't think yeah. they were looking for a great match from either guy, like, you know, great great um, moveset or anything. It was more the storytelling. I think it was mm -hmm. more the facial expressions in that match. I mean, this match was kind of around being kicked in the balls, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, I, I have, since we're talking about Pat McAfee, like, yeah, I listen to obviously Mad Dog every morning because I'm waiting for Mad Dog to come on. So I hear a show for about half. It's not a bad, bad talk show. But when I listen to him commentate for WWE, I just find him to be a little over the top. I think it's a little too much. It's way too much enthusiasm. Or yeah, it seems a little fake at times. Like he's funny. He makes some great lines. I'm yeah, not saying he's uh, bad, but it's a little over the top. When he's standing on top of the table and dancing, and I don't know. 
Well, I mean, at the end of the day, we, you know, that, that's... He loves the business. I'll give the guy that. He loves pro wrestling. No, I, I think, again, if, if this is something he's going to do for a while, and I feel that he might be here for a while. I mean, I think he will. you know, it's just like when Michael Cole started, no one really kind of, you know, said, yeah, nah, nah, nah. But I look at him now, and I, you know he's grown into the position. He's done very well, right? Here, here's and, a good question for you, I haven't asked yeah, you. Yeah. Who are your two favorite commentators now in the wrestling business? WWE, AEW, Ring of Water. Who are your two? If you've broken a dream match, which two commentators do you want? Like today, present, not the old guys. Well, what's what's the old guys? I mean, no, I'm not. You can't say like um, Jesse Ventura, Gorilla Monster. I'm talking about the guys that still do it today. Okay. Um... On AEW, I, I would probably go with Taz and Excalibur. Um, okay. And, you know, I think JR is kind of at that point right now. He's, uh, who is it? Bob Cole. He's, he's kind of like the Bob Cole now of wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, I he miss can, Bob Cole, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. He can still call a good match. And Bob Cole, you know, still could, you know, could have called a good hockey game. But, you know, you just get to that point where, like, an example, Bob Cole started for, you know, yeah, forty nine passes to fifty. You started to forget names. You know what I mean? It's hard like to hockey such a fast paced no, sport. No, 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 I get yeah. it. I get it. But You're same right. with wrestling. It's like he's, you know, he, some of the nuances that we are known for for Jr. There's some of it starting to fade a little bit. Not saying it in a bad yeah, way. Yeah, I know you're right. It's hard but, when you get in your seventies. Exactly, and it doesn't work like it used to. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so so I would say on an AEW side, I probably go Excalibur and, and Taz. I think they work really well together. They have good chemistry. Um. I don't think they need Tony Schiavone. I think Tony Schiavone's better working the stick in the ring. Kind of more of a Gene Orkeland position for him. Yeah. You know? Um, WWE, Corey Graves, I would have to say, as the color man. And you know what? I'm going to have to say Michael Cole. Those two work really well together. I mean, as a heel, heel face commentating crew, I think that they work well off of each other. That's who I'd probably go with. That's current and available to me, right? Yep, no, that's a good that's a good list. Right. You know what I thought was a good commentator doesn't get enough credit. I thought Coachman was good, man. I always liked the coach. Oh, coach was great. I mean, he was you good. know, he, good he, he words, was fun. funny. Yeah, yeah. He was uh the Brian Gumble of commentating for WWE. Yeah, he was good. <laughs> the Gumbles. Remember those guys? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. They're still around. One of them's still around. Yeah. Uh speaking of commentators, I'm gonna give a shout out, rest in peace to Vin Scully, one of the greatest baseball commentators of all time. Guy did it for 60 years and then retired when he was 88 years old and yeah. always did a game by himself. No, 100%. And that's so. the hardest thing to do is commentate baseball by yourself. Oh, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. And crazy, man. Um, So here we are, man. Here we are. SummerSlam wrapped up. We're, we're two weeks into Raw now, post events. And I'll be honest, I've enjoyed Raw. Last night was really fun to watch. Uh. I think it's just subtle changes that we're starting to see now. I, I, nothing major per se. There's still a lot to work on, in my opinion. Yeah. But but I am enjoying the flow better, to be honest. Uh, the energy seems to be amped up a little bit more. Well, this um, is like it's like you're trying out for a team now. So the old boss is gone. You got to wear your spot now. So these guys are gonna go hard for a while and earn that spot again because nobody's yeah. safe. So. Well, yeah, there's some guys out there who are probably upset about it all because they feel their spots are going to be taken. But you know what, man? That's the nature of the beast. And it's times like this where you're going to probably find your next Cena or next guy to carry the ship. You know what I mean? I mean, people right now, seem to think like um, Triple H, like a Tony Khan. Triple H knows who good wrestlers are. He, he'll tell you Ric Flair is the greatest, Shawn Michaels. So he knows what good wrestlers are. So if you're good, 
you'll get your chance. He knows who's good and who's not. He's not stupid. So, do you think Tony Khan has something to fear? I think, I think he does because I'll say it this way: when Vince McMahon's there, it's more of an entertainment show. It's more the pom poms of Raw. Triple H is a little bit younger, a little more that NXT AEW style. So he's gonna have a similar show to AEW. So yeah, I think he does. But it's not really a war because they're not going to head to head. I mean, one's no, on one day, one's on Wednesday. Ratings all the time, but right? I mean, this might steal some of the AEW fans who didn't like Vince's style more than indie crowd back over to WWE here. They're going, oh, Triple H is here. Oh, Karrion Cross or Compa or all these NXT guys. AEW crowd loves those kind of guys, and they're going to come back to WWE for this. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays yeah, out. I fun. mean, it's, it's going to be fun. I mean, you know what? Here's the best part of it. There's competition again. And I really feel that wrestling fans were deprived of a real competition, you know, and that's because of the genius of Vince McMahon. He bought everyone, right? Yeah, crushed McMahon, them all. He crushed everybody. And you know what the sad part is? I don't know if I've talked about this with you yet or not. Do you realize that he spent more on covering up all his uh, uh, booty calls than he did for WCW? I know. I still don't understand what, what was going on there. So you're banging a baby in the office. And you pay her to shut up? Pretty much. So you know what? If you because people know him and Linda are legally married, but they're separated. This banger don't pay her anything. He would've, he would've, if he never paid them off, he'd been fine right now. Just, oh, Vince is a cheater. But a minute, he's still being charged. Yeah, no, pretty much that's what happened. The question man. I'm wondering is who tipped off the board about this? They say it was an anonymous email, but I think it was a bit of an inside job on somebody. Rumor has it, it all kind of, and I, I don't know all the details, so I'm just kind of, just what I've heard and seen a little bit of. One of the girl's friend was the one who fucking went and complained. The girl herself didn't complain. It was yeah, her she, friend. Yeah, because she can't. Exactly. So her friend went, uh, went ahead to say something about it. But here's oh, the yeah. deal, man. Like, if you're not if you're consenting, I don't like. Okay, great, I get it. You're cheating on your wife. I understand that. That's not a crime, though. Eh, it's a moral crime, obviously. It's a moral crime, but it's not a legal crime. Exactly. I think that's a better way to say it, right? Um, you know, and they, they took a couple million dollars, so they're okay. They were okay to take the money. Yeah. Then about what? Fifteen years later, all of a sudden you're upset. Like what the fuck? No, I get it, but that you know. Everyone wants to take their shot now, right? That's the kind yeah. of world we live Some in. Some of these girls, actually, Vince can end up suing them. If they broke that NDA, he can actually go and sue them. He can. Providing that contract. They'll have to turn the money, which is, you know, it's already spent. No, no, no. But I think I think none of the names have come out of any of these people that, you know, like, oh, another one's been discovered. Oh, another one's been discovered. Mm-hmm. Right? So they've not necessarily released the names of any of these females or anyone that were involved. It's just their own investigation team that's digging now, like their accountants and everything that are digging through everything and are discovering more and more and more. In fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, WWE uncovers another 5 million in payments made by Vince McMahon. That yeah. that, that came out today, right? Yes, um, But what they're saying on this one was, um, what were they saying on this one here? Uh, five million dollars that he made in payments by Vince McMahon to two people in 2000 and 2009. However, this payment was unrelated to the misconduct allegations. So, what was this money for? 
You know what I mean? So he's spending money left, right, and center. The question is, is it his personal money or is it the company's money? That's well, what that's what they got to figure out, right? You know? And um, I think McMahon, I don't know, it could be wrong, but he obviously has some of the best lawyers in the world. So obviously his lawyer will say, hey, Vinny, this better be your own money and we'll do this or not. The lawyer wouldn't, even if he wanted to use the company's money, a high-end lawyer wouldn't let you do that. Because mm -hmm. they draw up the contract for the NDA. So somebody, unless you got a lawyer at 24-7, at the at two in the morning, what other I would assume the lawyer would tell him you can't use company money. Yeah. But McMahon doesn't want to hurt the brand at the end of the day. He could have stuck around, but he didn't want to lose sponsors and mess around, so he stepped out. Yeah, no, he's um again it's I think I think I think the WWE will sell in a couple of years, they'll sell it. Well, I see you know what? Until you know what it's not even that big of a deal because the Fertita brothers sold UFC. And that company from Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia bought UFC and they let Dana White run it and they don't even bother him. So it doesn't mean if somebody buys it, that Triple H guys will be fired. They might just step back and still let them run it just like UFC does. No, whoever whoever buys it will have to have that type of money to buy it, right? If not more. Yeah. And in most cases, people who buy these kind of properties are the ones that just let it do its thing. Yeah, absolutely. And when they need to step in, they will step in. They're not stupid you know, people, that's for sure. They're not that's stupid. They the it, it, it comes to a point like, okay, if something is going to cost more than, say, X amount of dollars, you don't need to talk to me. Anything exactly. above this is where we have to kind of like, okay, hold on. What do we buy? Sort of a deal. Yeah. And kind of go from there. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's interesting times in the world of professional wrestling, my friend. A it's year that nobody would have ever predicted happening a year ago. You never was, nobody would have seen this coming. No, man, uh, you know, and this is going to be a lot of fun. I think we're gearing up for a great second half of, of wrestling on all fronts. I think it's going to be really interesting to see where it's going now and what direction each company is going to go in. I yeah, mean, it'll be fun. you see Tony Khan now trying to create a creative team. He's got people I can't stand in that guy. He, he just, something about him is driving me nuts. <laughs> Fair enough, man. But I'm going to keep talking about him just to piss you off. Um, he's, yeah, he's like assembled his own creative team with Sanjay Dutt and all these guys, like he's starting to kind of realize, oh shit, I have to make some changes here to keep some mm -hmm. of these guys here. Yeah. Is WWE going to change? Yes. Will it change for the better? I hope so. But here's the one thing that will never change. I don't think the way it's reach will never change. No, I don't think the way they do video packages will never change. No. Uh, in ring, I think we'll start to see some change, but the way we see bit. it, the way we watch it, I don't think will change. Mm -hmm. People, you know? people forget that Triple H was being, like you said, he's been groomed by Vinnie Mac for twenty years. Eventually, get the spot, so he's no idiot. He knows what he's doing. No, he's and, and, and here's the deal, man. He has, he's a wrestler. Mm -hmm. He has in ring ability. He knows what it takes to wrestle, right? Vince learned wrestling as he went along. He was never a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Where nope. Triple H started as a wrestler. He started from the very beginning. He paid his dues. He carried the ring out. He built the ring. Like, I mean, if there's one, if there's anyone who's probably suitable for those type of roles or guys like Triple H. Who you have think lived, there's a more hated and more loved wrestler ever than Triple H? Because you got the half people say, oh, he's a kiss ass. He married Stephanie because his dad, her dad's the owner. You got other people saying, no, he's a good guy. He, he drove the click around. He's an honest man. They happen to fall in love. Wouldn't have mattered if Vinny was a billionaire or a janitor. See, he's got that love hate. You know what I mean? He's one of the most Here, hated, it, but the most loved. Triple H put over so many guys mm -hmm. in his career. 
when he didn't have to. Batista only wanted that last match he fought before he retired is because he wanted to put over Hunter. No, no, I totally agree with you. I'm no, 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 I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but this is my my response to what you're telling yeah, yeah. me here. You know, you look at this guy, Triple H, he put over so many guys. Yeah, he had the click. Yeah, he had DX. Yeah, he had Evolution. But those were his brainchilds. This was his work. He worked his ass off for everything he did. When the click oh, yeah. did what they did, when they did the curtain call in in 96, he was the only one punished for it all. Yeah, good point. And people also forget, even before he married Stephanie, if many didn't like him or think he was any good, he would have fired his ass. So he obviously seen something in Triple H. If there was something to fire his ass over, was that curtain call? Because that's didn't. the day he killed, they all killed Kayfabe, right? Yeah. In essence, I mean, no one's dumb to it, but still, it, it's kind of like you basically destroyed Santa Claus for everyone. Pretty much. If you're a little kid, you're supposed to believe in Santa Claus till a certain age, and then you kind of move on, correct? Yeah. That was taken true. away from everyone. Then. That's true. Right. That's a good point. So, yeah. so that's what I like basically. The guy myself, but no, yeah, but that's what got to get power. That's what got destroyed, and I don't believe he married Steph to get power. He married no. Steph because he loved her, and she loved him. She didn't have to marry him. Well, here's another example. He's been married to Steph for, what, 20 years? Yes, three daughters. And he barely had any power when he married Steph. So Vince exactly. didn't just give him power like that. And like we've stated time and time before, man, especially on this show, no one is bigger than the business. Yeah. Right? That's right. Nobody is bigger than the business. So at any given time, I mean, why, why, why are people focused on the fact that they think, oh, he's this and he's that? Let's look at the fact that this guy worked his ass off. He, he performed in the ring. He, he's great competitor. One of the best matches in WWE history would be Undertaker and him and Hell in the Cell at 28. I challenge well, anyone. Debatable, but it was a hell of a good match. It was an amazing match. One of my favorites, anyway. I think his best match was 2002 SummerSlam when Shawn Michaels came back on the jeans. No, that was fun, too. I get it. He's but had he's a lot had, of great matches. He's though. had a lot of great matches, but that, for me, stands out. Yeah. Right, that for me was probably one his most epic match. Just from the whole point of everything, him, Taker, Sean, all of them in the ring together, and it was an accumulation. Jr. commentating, and yep. Jr. commentating. But you think about it, that storyline basically started at WrestleMania 25 with Sean, continued to 26, continued to yep. 27, and finally had his crescendo at 28. True. I mean, if there's a four part series to ever be made. On a WrestleMania, you know, feud, that would have been it. Those three. And the way they ended it, the facial expressions, all of it, man. I loved it. I that's it was one beautiful. match. It was well, one match well I done. can always go back and watch over and over again and never be bored of it. You know, I so agree. that's so that's what I see when I see Triple H, a man who didn't drink, who didn't drug, who didn't smoke. You know, never was like a CM Punk who says, I'm straight edge, I'm straight edge. I can't stand that guy. Okay, okay, He's still whining enough. to this day. No, no, fair enough, he is, but he never promoted it, right? He just yep. lived the life. He didn't have it. He didn't need to prove it. And yep. that's why well, I think yeah, people, right? right? So, so what's there to be down on? Yeah, did he make some enemies? Who didn't in this industry? It's competitive, especially at the time those guys were there. You're dealing with Austin, Rock, you know, you, shit. You had two Hulk Hogan's. He had two Hulk Hogan's at the same time. At his yep. time. And he yep. still stayed at the top with them. He still maintained within the top five. 
Yeah, he was always a top five, absolutely. Right, considering who was there. And he was smart. He was a top heel. Yeah, well, he's 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 earned his stripes. Like I'm just saying, a lot of people say, "Oh, he married Stephanie, get this spot." Yeah, but, that's fine. I mean, I I I could say that about anybody who's had any success. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, maybe some people do, but I don't think it was the case of this situation. No, because at the end of the day, Benny doesn't care who you are. If you're no good, you're gone. Simple. He fired his own son. But that's what I'm saying. So there you go, right? Prime example, he fired his own bloody son. (laughs) So, I mean, again, nobody is bigger than the business. Look what he did to to NXT when he decided, no, I'm taking over. Him and Bridge, you know, they, they destroyed, they basically stripped apart everything that was NXT mm-hmm. before 2.0. Yep. Right? So, I mean, there you go. Yep. Absolutely. I don't disagree. Very simply put, man, I think we need to give this whole thing a year. Yeah. We'll I, I, I want to see happens. a full cycle, SummerSlam to SummerSlam. And kind of basically see what happened from this point on forward. So far, we've seen uh, one two, three superstars returned that were previously, you know, released in mm-hmm. the last two weeks. That being Dakota Kai, that being Dexter Loomis, uh, and also Karrion Cross right now. Who else is going to return? I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. As yeah, we got to give it a full out. year to make a, a fair comparison. Yeah, we'll yeah. You know, and I think that's just the best way to go with it right now. Let's just sit back, watch, and enjoy the rebirth of a new wrestling era, man. I think we're really like, you know, the 14A rating is kind of coming back. I think we're going to see color. You know, they, they, who was cut up the other night? Montez Ford was cut up and they didn't really shy away from it. They were showing. Oh, yeah. It. Speaking of cut up, we never talked about this. What do you think of Flair's last match, the tag match, quickly before we wrap this up? He held his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other three carried him really nicely. Um, he did what we thought. He punched, he kicked, he chopped, took a body drop. Yeah, so no, he, he just he just looked old. I'm sorry to say. Boy, I don't want to say. Right? Yeah, no, I get it. He just kind of. I think I saw something from Billy Graham where he posted something to the extent of, you know, that he was disappointed because you know a, a couple of years ago he was on a deathbed where people were trying to save his life, and here he is doing the things that they told him not to do. You know, just because of everything that he's gone through his body, you know, it's it's yeah, but just, he was just punching and kicking. No, 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 I get it, but he's still, you know, he's still, you know, he loves his color. You know, mm-hmm. maybe he didn't need to do that. I get it. I it's understand like it's it. like it's like a band, hey, we're retiring, like kiss, we're retiring, they come out for out of retirement, do another retirement tour. These yeah. guys love the spotlight. But no, you know, I it was okay. You know, I'm yep. not gonna say it was awesome. I'm not gonna say I, I was, you know, looking forward to it. But I watched it. It was good. It was decent. I mean, it was what you were hoping it was going to be. Yep. Right? Entertaining. So, so. I think I'll just leave it at that with that one, man. Um, yep. You got a chance five? I do. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, man. Let's do this. So who are the top five guys that came back that should have stayed retired? Sorry, say that again. So the top five guys, in your opinion, the, that came back that should have stayed retired. So like Ric Flair, Hogan, all these old guys that come back that should never have came back. Who do you think are the five worst ones to do it? Terry Funk. Okay. Uh, only because of the beating that guy took throughout his whole career. He just should have stopped a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, Terry Funk. I, you know, Honky Tonk Man, I think he needs to stop now. I agree. And I don't mean that in a bad way in any shape no, or form. No, he needs to stop. Just, I've seen him many times, yeah. You know, I, I think he needs to stop. 
Um, oh God. I think here because most of the guys were pretty beaten up, haven't come back. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, Hogan's pretty much done. I don't think he's going to wrestle. He's not come back. No, he, yeah, that's the thing. You know, um, bro, I think those are the only two because, I mean, everyone else is pretty much retired. I can't think of anyone else right now off the top of my head. Oh, I, I would say Brutus of our. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. You know, those guys are old now, man. Yeah. Those guys are really looking old. Like, I mean, Ricky Morton, he shouldn't be. No, none of them. Uh, Rock and Roll Express should retire, definitely. Uh, Brutus and Barbara Vicky, he's still going? Oh, I seen him a few years ago. He did that match with Scotty. I know Scotty was under his favorite match. Brutus could barely walk, dude. He had to hold on to the rope when he's walking. Okay, I didn't know that. Now, for so... Scotty, it's cool to see it work with your hero. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying yeah. to play the match. I'm just talking about his in-ring work. He could barely move. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was still competing. I thought he was pretty much done. Well, that's um, like, you know, maybe eight, nine years ago. But... Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, no. I, I guess I'm looking more at the perspective of old guys that are still going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think Terry Funk is anymore, but he shouldn't come back if he ever decides what to. What do your boy Sting? He's in his 60s. Here's the thing, man. Sting is still pulling it off. He still pulls it off my back. He picks his spots. He picks his spots. He's a smart wrestler, right? He knows what he's doing. Yeah, and um, he he picks his spots properly, and he can still take the bump. That's the thing, right? Yeah, uh, and he still looks good. His, you know, he still looks his body still looks capable. So from yep. that perspective, I mean, the only thing that kind of makes him look old is his hairline. To be fair, yeah, he's like I mean, early sixties now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, he's still doing it. And he looks good, right? So, I yeah. can't I can't really put down on anyone for for looking good in the ring. I think I. Another guy that would still look good in the ring if he wanted to wrestle occasionally would be Ricky the Dragon. Yeah, Dragon still can still go. He still looks good. You know, he still looks good as well. But I mean, other than that, like I think I think everyone else is wheelchair bound or or you know have too many metal moving parts in their legs and arms. No one's really yeah. coming back anymore. I think you're really seeing the generation of the old superstar really you know becoming that old. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I think we're turning a new page in professional wrestling, my friend. Uh, it kind of hey, uh, I just had that thought. Roman's Roman's uh, promo, uh, the first SmackDown after Vince left when he was talking to uh, Theory. Your daddy, yeah, he's not here no more. Yeah, that was good. That's the only reference they made to Vince on that whole show. Eh? Yeah, that was a good line. It was well done. I like that. It was yeah, good. yeah. Absolutely. All right, Chance. Well, listen, man, let's wrap this one up. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me tonight, brother, man. I really enjoyed it. We're back Good in one. the saddle. We're back. We're back. We're rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, all your support, everything. Please leave in the comments. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us, give us some topics. Tell us what you think. Uh, yeah. what, what would you like us to talk about more? Are there some things you want to cover? Are there certain matches you want us to talk about? Certain pay-per-views, certain feuds, certain wrestlers that you want us to talk about? Uh, let us know. The more that you let us know what you want to hear, the better that we can create the content towards you. Uh, that's what we want to do. We want to make this the people show, the show for the fans, based for the fans, you know, yeah. um, let us know, man. I, I can't stress that enough. And uh, again, like and subscribe. Let us know what you think. Hit that notification button. 
Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Guys, thank you so much. I'm Bobby Sampson. And in the words of great ACDC, those who like, subscribe, download, and share the podcast, we salute you. Absolutely. And in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between times, that's it for Samp and Chance. Adios, muchachos. Thank you.